0: Welcome to the Lead Tough Not Loud podcast, where we help leaders focus on the important things, not just the loud things. In this episode, we are going to focus on the idea of value, providing value to other people and why we should really give time to thinking this through in organizations and businesses and personally as well. And yes, Adam is here, my co-host, Adam. Yo, what's happening?
1: Not much, man. I saw the yo Adam in the notes and I got concerned. I was like, is he actually going to say that (laughs) like out loud? Hey, I have to follow the notes. It's your, it's your show. So, but I was just, I saw that and I was like, yo Adam. Yeah. (laughs) Like
0: yo Adrian. I'm going to cross that, cross that out later. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, well, thanks for hosting with me Um, as always. But let me ask you this question. What comes to mind for you when you think about that word value or providing value? What pops in your head?
1: Uh, man, I think like, I think the first thing that pops into my head would be Apple, like an Apple product. Ah. So something that's like higher price, but lasts a really long time. I'm very happy with my purchase. Like I would say it's when it, when I think of value, I think of something that's a high cost with a really low level of buyer's remorse
0: afterward. That's good. I like that.
1: Cause you so, can kind of, you can kind of sense what items you've purchased where all of a sudden it's like, or something that you, you you have, or you're interacting with. And all of a sudden it hits you where you're like, I might have overdone it on this. And I don't think I should have this. And I don't know if I, like, there's that immediate, like, Ugh, I don't know if this was a good idea, Yeah. but when something's valuable or has high value, all that kind of just dissipates to the point where you're like, I did this thing. I bought this thing. I'm interacting with this experience, whatever it is. And I have zero regrets. Like I'm, I'm, I'm excited yeah. for everything in front of me right now.
0: So not just like the, like having the value goes into not just the product or the service that you got right yeah. from whatever purchase or whatever the, whatever it cost you, but also your feeling about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, you, you, whether it's over your overall confidence in it or you know you're happy with it and what it's actually doing for you. Yeah, totally. Good. Okay. That's awesome. That's and that's a great kind of great start to talking about value because um really value is a really important thing. And it's actually one of the qualities of good leadership and tough leadership is really determining value, Mm -hmm. determining value for ourselves. So, like what are we personally providing other people in terms of value, but also for our organizations, businesses, teams that we lead. What is it that you as a group and the group of people that you're leading are doing for the people? What value are you bringing to them? What value are you providing for them? And so that's what we're going to really talk about today and jump into. And how do we determine that value? Who determines that value? Yeah. And that's my question. Who, who's the person who decides if I'm valuable or not? That's, (laughs) that's a great question. Well, let me just ask you that. Let's start there. Who do you think does determine your value?
1: (laughs) Well, I want to say me. Um, okay. Like I would want to say like, you know, for, for what I, again, kind of for what I do for a living, when I'm looking at work that I've done or pieces that I've completed. I'm like, man, this is very, this is valuable in the sense of like, I don't know where else I would buy this as like a stock templated thing. Like, so I'm looking at it, you know, kind of from that marketing side of, of things and even just promotional, whatever it is from there. Um, but like when it comes to a company, like an entire organization or a company, I guess my my guess would be like the CEO or maybe HR. Okay. Like, yeah, you
0: know, so internally, right? yeah, like the internal whoever's a part of that organization or business or team, yeah, like internally they determine the value, right? Or if it's for us personally, we determine you know our value. Yeah, and I I think you're right. You're right to. To a certain extent. Yeah. Okay. I think, but that's actually, that is where value starts. It has to start with us. Like what, what do we feel makes us valuable Mm -hmm. and what do we feel as a group collectively makes our team organization or business valuable to others as well. Um, and, and it does start there, but there's other perspectives that need to be considered when it comes to value as well too. And that is, The people who were providing value for. For. Mm. So like, you know, basically your consumer or people who are buying your product or or who you are delivering your service to, basically your clients as well, too. So your consumers or clients, they're the ones who determine value as well. But I think that's where a lot of times we get stuck and we get and we stop, right? We think we don't really consider that perspective. Right, yeah. So, but a great thing to do in determining your value is to consider the, that perspective. Consider the consumer and the client perspective in terms of value determination and really is what you're providing them of value to them and what makes it valuable to right. them. Right, right. And that's yeah. hard to do because we all value certain things and we all value different things and our standard of value is different yeah for every person yeah it's just i was just thinking through like
1: even my immediate team where i'm working currently how many different answers you would get most likely out of that mm. like just that kind of a thought yeah where it's like you know for someone like me i'm like i don't it's not that i don't care about you know finances or the bottom line kind of thing i i hopefully everybody at any kind of a company, even if it's by yourself in an organization, <laughs> hopefully that plays some sort of a yeah. an important role. But like when we're doing things or like when I'm spending time with my team, that's the stuff where I leave feeling like, I mean, I'm really happy that I work here or that I'm interacting with these people because I enjoy being around them and I enjoy conversations that have nothing to do with, you know, what piece I'm working on currently for, you know, a campaign we're running or something like that. Like that's super valuable to me. But yep. I've worked with other people where it's like we'll get to that later. But right now, their their value is like you know oh I'm really I really want to know like numbers. I want to see you know how all this plays out. I've worked for places or even just people and organizations in the past. Where, like that's super important, and they they'll put almost like a second hand value on like when we hit this point, then we'll have time to like yeah. hang out and build relationships. Yeah. You know,
0: so value determines priority. Yeah. too. It does. Yeah. And I think that's, that's an important thing for us internally, kind of like what you said. And, but also to consider, but also to consider, you know, that value for our consumer clients actually determines priority for them as well too. Yeah. And can you, can we make our value to them so great that we become a priority for our consumer and clients? That's a great, great thing. And so this idea of value kind of determination and discovering value for me it it there's a core there's a correlation okay and so a lot of times companies organizations and even personally we like to create purposes purpose statements or mission statements and and kind of like even you know some core values that come out of that and that's when you talk about value that's kind of what we're talking about but for me the process of value determination is even greater than just going through a process maybe of mission you know development and it kind of even takes mission development, purpose development even farther. And kind of we'll we'll get into talking about why that's the case, but determining your value and personally or even as organization businesses, really what we're talking about. It's kind of this big picture, big picture thing. And it's kinda mm. on that same level of big picture picture thing, if that that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um and so, really, there's, there's a process for value determination, um, and I kind of want to, you know, give a little shout out to uh, Professor David Flint from Texas A&M University. He wrote a book called Think um, um, Think Beyond Value, and and really, um, in this book, he develops this whole process, and he calls it the Real process, and it's an acronym V R E E L. Um, and through this process, it's kind of a value determination process that you go through. You can go through it personally, and go through it as an organization, a business, um, and as a team as well, too. And it's a great process to determining value. Um, and there's a lot of questions that you ask through this process Ooh. to really try to get to, yeah. um, really what is the true value that you're providing. Um, and, and a lot of the questions that you ask, and a lot of the thinking and discussion that you can have in this, um, as you go through this process gets to really some deeper things that help us really understand what value we're providing. Um, and we kind of go beyond just the shallow surface things, right? So like, for example, so here's my question, you're a designer, Mm -hmm. right? And what makes you, what do you feel like makes you unique in terms of the value you provide as a designer?
1: Um, is this, so do you, are you looking for like what I've been told or what what I think? Both. Like both. Yeah. So I like would just just think like like basic. Like big what? kind of big picture. Yeah,
0: just like simple.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. Um, so for me, from like a personal standpoint, I put a huge emphasis on attention to detail. Um okay. so there's a lot of like little like micro details in the work that I'll do. Um, whether it be the position of someone, how they're facing in a photo to make sure that they're actually facing a CTA, like a call to action and something which helps people. Um, it's like a whole mental thing that people go through when they're looking at like pieces of material. If some, if there's anything that resembles a person looking at something, yeah. the human brain wants to interact. It wants to know, well, well, what are you looking at? I want to look at the same thing. Um, so that, I mean that like level of like, picking specific photos and facing them certain ways and making them certain sizes, like drawing lines from, you know, um, where someone's looking to where I'm going to place something on a, on a page when I'm working on something. It's like very, very detail oriented and then speed. Um, it's something that I, there's just certain things that I, I know don't need to take that long. And so I'll like some stuff that people would anticipate taking a very long time. Um, if I have the information that I need and I'm, you know, have an idea, a lot of times we can get through a process very quickly. Um, the flip side of that, I would say the or just the thing that I hear a lot is this is a, a weird term, but people will say that I'm a unicorn of a designer because I have a like really strong understanding of like the marketing and business side of things from a lot of like initial jobs that I have worked and things that I've done. And so I'll play a lot of that into um, when we're ordering material, we're doing things kind of communicating with my client or with the organization that I'm working with, um, cost of price, like, you know, Hey, this is how much each one of these is going to cost. If we can get this many people to interact with it, then we would break even if we get this many of them we're profitable yeah. on that side. Like those are normally things that a designer usually is like, that's someone else's problem. I don't, sure. need, to, I don't need to worry about that. Yeah. So those are kind of the, the thing. Those that's are what great. I would
0: say. Those are great, great answers. Like I would, great answers. Hopefully those are the right answers. <laughs> I don't know if there's a right and wrong. Well, it, I don't think there's a right and wrong. I think it just depends. And that's, that's where, when you talk about value, that's, that's kind of, it, it does depend, right? It depends yeah. on your perspective, but it also depends on your client perspective as mm-hmm. well too. So let's just start with the fact you said two things, kind of tangible things that I heard right at the beginning. And one was your attention to detail. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the second one was your speed or kind of the efficiency of getting you getting something done. Yeah. So those two things, right. And I think those are really good qualities, you know, in design, design work. Um, I don't know much about design work. I'm just think, saying, right. But if I was going to hire somebody, I would appreciate that. Yeah. Right. I would appreciate that. And so, but here's my question. If let's say there's like 50 other designers out there, right. That I could choose from and all of them, as I look through some of their work and I look through, I read some reviews or I like talk to some of the people that maybe know them. And I hear the two, same two things about the majority of those 50 designers. Hey, they're really, they a lot of good attention to, to detail and they got things done quickly. You know, we needed it quickly. We needed it done. Well, you know, the details, but they also got it done quickly and I heard those things. Right? So the question then comes, if that's the case, you know, for the majority of, of those designers, who do I choose? (laughs) Me,
1: obviously no. Yeah.
0: But typically if that is the case, like if we're, if we're looking for, who do we typically choose? What determines who we choose then?
1: If everybody's
0: kind of the same, what, what determines like the, who we choose?
1: Well, so, and I don't know if this kind of throws off this thought process that you're you're taking this journey you're taking us on right now. But at that point for design specifically, it'd probably then come back to you. Well, what are the differences in hourly rates at that point? Yes. Um, if you're looking for the designer who you're going to bring in house and have them just work for your company. And I would say that this, honestly, I mean, nowadays there's so many contract options out there for different positions as well as like in-house So this could apply to a lot of the same, Mm -hmm. like a lot of different positions. Um, but it, it would really boil down to at that point, the level of care. Like you'd start looking through portfolios at that point and kind of be like, okay, we found people that were happy with this level of work. We're hearing a lot of the same things. So we're probably on the right path. Now we're looking at like the level of care. It's going to come from probably just a good fit, which I hate that term <laughs> because I'm always like, I don't okay. know what that means. But like, yeah. just that idea of like, do I feel like I could spend copious amounts of time around this person? do I feel like they would, you know, be a good fit for our team? Yeah. Um, but that is a really interesting, like just this idea of like, but we're all good at that. Like every designer I'm sure is like,
0: we're all attention to detail. A lot of times it does come down like most people, right. They kind of stop there. if They're going to hire a designer, let's just say. And then they're going to look at if everybody's pretty much the same in terms of those two things we've talked about, then it does come down to what you mentioned, like the hourly rate, how much is it going to cost me? Mm -hmm. Right. And if I can get somebody cheaper, then, okay, that's probably what I'm going to go with, right? Because yeah. most people are going to save the money, right? They're not going to just nonchalantly, no, this person, they do the same thing, provide the same value, but I just want to pay $100 more, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, like, no, that sounds great. That's Yeah, most people aren't like that. They're going to take the cheaper route. So that's really, then that ultimately becomes the, the determination of value is what it's going to cost me, right? I think if they're, what, what then we need to get into and where you what value determination does for us is then takes us to another level which you started talking about you know care customer care mm-hmm. and and you kind of talked about even you said when we first started talking about what do you what value do you provide you said attention to detail speed but then you also went into looking at what it's going to cost the customer to like maybe print something or the size of something or what you started taking in all of those factors, which means that you did something of value beyond just creating something you took into consideration, the actual client and the actual customer that Mm. you're creating for. So you went even further right in the value that you're providing. And so you were, you were trying to ultimately save them money you know, is what you were looking at, yeah. but then also probably looking at long-term, you know, effects of what you design for them and, and is it going to last and how long is it going to last? And, you know, all those kind of considerations. So you were thinking just beyond getting the product done. Yeah. You were thinking, what are the effects it's going to have on my client yeah. after I designed it?
1: Yeah. Future proofing is just, it's a huge, huge thing, not even just in design, but in tons of different arenas when it comes to organizations and businesses and planning. And if you're not thinking like a minimum of five steps ahead with stuff like that, just with anything in general, you know, if you can't forecast it's, it's like you're talking about its value farther than, you know, the immediate, then it's probably worth taking a minute and kind of thinking through, okay, well, hold on. Let's, is this just a good idea because it's cool or a good idea because it's right in front of us? Or is this Mm. really the direction, a valuable direction for us to go? you know, whether it be hiring someone, whether it's like a software that you're planning on potentially, you know, licensing for an entire company or organization, like any one of those things, yeah. I think is a, probably a good gauge. Um, yeah. How far can I see this working yeah. outside of just this immediate yeah.
0: area? So see what, what's happening right now is as you and I are talking about this, and this is great because this is sp- specifically what you do, right? This mm. is what you do for a living. Yeah. So you are now diving into the depths of the value that you provide for people in your design work, which is awesome. And a lot of people, like sometimes we just do these things, but we don't really identify what we're doing in terms of yeah. value providing. Does that make sense? Yeah. We just do them because, well, that's how we should do it. That's and what like you do. do. That's what you do. And yeah. I I like the quality of the work. Too. I like providing good quality of my work, right? And so I think through all of these things for the work that I do and the, and the people that I serve and the clients I provide for. But a lot of times we don't identify that, hey, you, in doing that, you're actually providing value that if you can identify it, we'll set you apart, mm. you know, from other people that maybe provide the same services or products that you do. Right. And I think that's, you're doing that just in our conversation, which is amazing. And, and that's I, what I'm really good at doing well, this. You probably didn't realize no. you were doing it, but that's what value determination does for us. Yeah. Right. And so if we can dive into those things and figure out what sets us apart, I man, we're onto something really, really key. Uh, for us personally, but also for our teams, organiz- organizations, and businesses. So, and, sorry, go ahead. Finish. finish no, what, well, what I was going to say is, it's not just the tangible things either, right? Mm. A lot of times, it's the intangible that really are separating factors for us.
1: So, so that I think that's a that's a perfect segue into, into a question that I have for you with this. I wanted to like quickly like flip the tables and kind of like turn it back on you on this with this thought process. So. What I do 99% of the time, it's weird because even if, even if I'm making digital assets for people, it's hard to explain to them like, Hey, this is good. This is what you need. You're never actually going to hold this. This will never be anything that you can like, you know, have in your office because it's an, you know, an ad online. It's a campaign, a digital campaign that we're running, whatever it is. But for you, from a leadership development standpoint, when you're going in and working with different organizations, different people, different teams, like I feel like that pressure, at least, I'm um, in my mind. Like, and this is why it's great that you do what you do and I do what I do. But I don't know if I could like handle this idea of like these these places have to hold up their end of this. You have to commit. You have to like, you know, when we're doing exercises to find value and do what we're doing. How do you how do you navigate that? Like, how do you help someone like get through these things, find value, do what they need to do on that side? Like, like what does that look like? I guess is what I'm curious of because
0: for me, I'm like, more- hey,
1: you can. Here's your print. It's done. Like, sure,
0: sure, sure. So, from more of like a leadership standpoint, or yeah. Kind of like, like, what's what's this? Summit. No, that's a great question. I think that's there's a process to go through with that, and kind of that that V real process that um, you know Dr. Flint lays out is really a really great process that we that I take people through. Um, but in that, you know, you have to determine, like, even as a leader, like asking that question. Okay, what value do I provide people? In, in my leadership. Mm. And is it just that you know I have this presence of authority? you know is it you know or is it more than that? I think a lot of times what happens is we just well two things. one, we kind of have the stereotype of what leadership is. and we do yeah. think it's kind of like this you know presence of authority and like you know and we kind of ride that wave a lot of times rather than just really determining who am I personally, and how does that, and what value do, do I provide people personally? How does that play out in my leadership? Mm. And and I think for like, for like maybe a simple example is somebody who's a really good listener, right? So, hey, the value I provide in my leadership is I listen well to my people. And because of that, I've got this cohesive team of people who feels like they're listened to, who believes and trusts that their opinions matter. And, and because of that, we capitalize on that and we work really well together. And, and that, that plays out in the value that we provide our customers and our clients. Mm. And so kind of like a general example, maybe that's helpful. Um, But that's, that's something that if leaders can do that personally, and if you can do it and start with yourself personally, and then work that out to your organization, that's, that's really, really a good thing.
1: Are there, are there any like, just give us like maybe if there are any like a handful of maybe quick examples of something um that someone can put from a leadership standpoint put a high level of value on that's unhealthy like that can be like um unhealthy for
0: their teams or the people that they're leading um yeah i think you know um well i think honestly like high level could be it kind of deter- it, it kind of depends okay honestly something that anything could be unhealthy like if you put too much of an emphasis on it at the sacrifice of other things. Okay. Um, then then yeah, it could be, right? If you like let's just say efficiency, right? Mm. Or speed mm-hmm. um of getting something done, whether it's a project or whether it's a product or whatever it is or producing stuff, right? If you put too much emphasis on that, like hey, the value we provide is we get things done fast and we get products out and we we we're really quick, right? That could be something that your customer or consumer could, you know, value in you. But if it comes at the cost of burning out your people or your employees, that value is not going to last.
1: Got it. Yeah.
0: And, and what's going to happen is all of a sudden now you're going to lose people, which then in fact, because you burn them out based on the, your value over speed and efficiency, you've burned your people out. You don't have anybody now to create that speed and efficiency. So You've lost that value as well too, so you have to be really careful, you know, in yeah. those things and, and kind of find the balance of those. But if you can just begin to determine tangible things that that provide that you do that provide value, but also intangible things that provide valuable that provide value, and a lot of times it's the intangible things that that really as we figure out what those intangible things that we do that provide value to other people, when we can kind of focus in on those things those are what set us apart and so a great way maybe to kind of even discover some intangible things that we do that provide value is to ask hey how do we make people feel Uh, what do we make what experience do we allow people to have when it comes to our product or service and and if you can really discover what those are you're onto something that really are called, and again, in Dr. Flint's book, he calls these distinct competencies, meaning these are the things that set you apart from everybody else, maybe the rest of your competition or other people in leadership positions, you know, you know compared to you as well too. And when you can focus in on those things, you've discovered something that really provides true value, deeper value than other people do as well too.
1: It's funny because so, I want like so badly right now to be like, well, let's talk about all those, like let's dive into it. But A, <laughs> we don't have time for that. And B... I don't know if you really want to do what you do for like a paid living for free on a podcast, like for the whole world, but like I'm at the point where I'm like, well, let's, we'll do it one-on-one because that sounds super interesting. Well,
0: and that's why, that's why it's such a, such a big thing. Right. But honestly, it's, it's actually, it's actually tough work and it's hard work and it's, Mm. it takes a lot of thought energy. It takes a lot of time. Um, but it can be a very enjoyable process to go through because you begin to discover things that really set you apart. And when you begin to discover those things, you can focus on those things. You can rally your people around those things. Um, you can even like emphasize those qualities in your organization, business or team, or even emphasize those qualities personally, that's going to set you apart and take you further in your leadership and even help grow your business or organization or find even more success Mm. in those things as well too. But that's why value development is so important and so key. And, and can if if organizations and leaders can hone in on, the, on that, man, they've tapped into something that's really, really important. Hey, thanks for listening. We know your time is valuable, so we hope this episode was valuable to you. For more information about Lead Tough Not Loud, visit leadtough.com.